Live from Lollapalooza, we're here with a festival opener and our friend, Chicago hip hop artist Kwaku Collins. Kwaku! What up? What I gotta up? say, this is, I think, the idealistic version of somebody who puts in the work and achieves something that they actually want to. Kwaku, take us back to the very beginning when you were just releasing music on your own on SoundCloud. You reached out to Closed Sessions, said, Yo, I think I got something that y'all need to hear. Yeah. Take ballsy, us, by the way, real ballsy. Absolutely, right? <laughs> that's, like, that's like every mixtape rapper in the game. So talk about what happened next, what made you even want to reach out, what made you think you had something that people needed to hear, to what it was like opening Lollapalooza 2017, looking out at that crowd, knowing that this is one of the premier festivals in the country. I was, uh, you know, I thought about that when I was on stage. I was still trying to kind of figure out, you know, it, it, it I'm one of those kind of people where nothing has ever gone this right for me before in my life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's all, everything is new. Everything that I've been experiencing up until this point is new. You know what I'm saying? I've never played like a Lollapalooza before. I've never been in front of a crowd of that mass that that many people react and respond. So, so this is all just new to me. And, and, I'm grateful and I'm excited and I'm energized and I'm exhausted. <laughs> but I mean, to put it very simply, it feels really, really good. You know, and I'm, I feel good. Yeah. Now, opening a festival like this uh -huh. is, uh, it's an honor, right? Like, you're yeah. setting this, the tone for the whole four days and these yeah. kids came to party. Tell me uh, a little bit about that POV, that point of view, when you uh, are in the park and they play that Star Wars theme and then you know the first note of music that people are gonna hear live, it's gonna be you. Yeah, that was, that was dope. Um, no, I'd like, I'd look out in the crowd at certain points and I'd see, I'd see people like sparking up joy. <laughs> You're like, mission accomplished. Yeah, this is exactly what like this is the, for. The nondescript label ripped off water bottle <laughs> that they definitely finished the water in a long time ago. And you're like, it is 12.15 in the afternoon. Exactly. Get it how you live. <laughs> you know, it's one thing to be able to have a good time with an audience, but yeah. there's another layer to Quaco's music that I think is very intentional, and that is that you have a message that you want to convey. Whether it's talking about race relations in this country, whether it's talking about your own identity politics, is that something that you feel comes through on the Lollapalooza stage? Are you able to let these people know that this is something that's important to you and your music? Yeah, definitely. I also would like to point out that I did say that every activity that I saw in the crowd that indicated a turn up was drug related. You don't need drugs to have fun. <laughs> um, but no, I definitely, I don't know. It's like for me, I try to convey the message that I, through my art and through my performance and and through my personality, but, but, but it's just kind of like, that's not a conscious thing. You know what I mean? When I go on stage, I'm performing just as me. It's not me with an agenda. When I make music, it's for me and it's about me. 
and it's not about me and my agenda, you know what I mean? And if it is about my agenda, then my agenda is the same agenda as, as so many other people, you know what I mean? My agenda is not the important thing, you know what I mean? My narrative, my personal story isn't really what's important in my opinion, you know what I'm saying? My agenda is the liberation of black, brown people everywhere. My, my agenda is the liberation of, or the dismantling of capitalism, of patriarchy, you know what I'm saying? And that's the agenda that like damn near everybody has. Not everybody, but- I like, mean, you would hope so. <laughs> a lot of people that I think we are around, yeah. that's the agenda, you know what I mean? That's the wave, that's what's, what's going on in this city right now. And there's a lot of pushback and there's a lot of, you know, we have a lot of problems of segregation and that's because of redlining and the, the it, it stems back from like slavery and it's been ingrained into the roots of this country. So it's a lot. And so when you want to talk about an agenda, that's my agenda. But how could that not be my agenda? You know what I'm saying? I'm a mixed dude, but I'm a black man in America. And if you black in this country, then that, if that's not your agenda, then in whatever it is that you do, you might work a nine to five. But... You hear that, Ray Lewis? Ray Lewis, you listening? <laughs> uh, as long as we uh, prevent a keeping it real goes wrong situation, there's nothing wrong with injecting your agenda into your everyday work. How does it feel to know that for some people that listen to your music, this might be the first that they're hearing of such things. This is the, you know, maybe the thing that opens their eyes to some of these systemic problems that go on in the world. That's the thing about my music is that it's very rare that I'll come out and say directly what the problem is. It's very rare that I will say the technical term, systematic racism, microaggression. But if you listen to the music, You'll hear what I'm talking about. Like, start with the check and the good lie. Um, that being something we feel every day. The good lie is that we're in a post-racial America. The good lie is that black people are somehow inferior to white people. The good lie is that black people are violent and dangerous and that immigrants are demons and that they're gonna take over this country. The good lie is that like, the good lie of the history books that I wrote, that I writ, that I read when I was in high school, in middle school, that's the good lie. And that's something that we, as colored people, as people, um, as, as, as I'm sure you know, women and people, um, you know, trans and, and that community, I don't wanna like, I'm not so good at the LGBT. I know they added more letters, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful in any way. I'm just trying to say that that's the good lie. And I think when you dig that deep, then you find what I'm trying to get at. But I'm just writing about like what I'm what I'm going through, you know, and what I'm and I'm thinking about that. But I'm also thinking about like you know you gotta work for that shit. I'm not just gonna give it up. You gotta dig a little bit. I'm a literary dude. This is what I live for. You know, I love picking out the. The world's information is accessible at, at your fingertips. The same machine that you listen to music on, you can look up and find out about these things yourself. Exactly. I, exactly. <laughs> I've He's got like, like, this is what I'm telling my people. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I got like Bob Marley quotes in my music. You could Google what interview that's from, and then you could get put on to like a whole new string of game if you're not already up on. Lastly, 
the recent album is great mm -hmm. and we've talked about this before mm -hmm. and uh, right before it dropped you were giving me some hints on what inspired you to pursue that narrative and a lot had to do with your own dual identity black and white mixed race for sure but you were also talking about it as people think of things as being black and white while forgetting that there's this middle in between which yeah. is in, in some instances the gray so yeah. talk about the gray and what it is that you were trying to get out there with that honestly with gray and I think I've got it condensed a little bit more now but gray is essentially in my opinion the death of binaries the death of gender binaries, you know what I'm saying? The death of the idea that like, like, okay, perfect example is uh, two dudes will be talking and they'll be like, yo, I got this woman's deodorant and I love this woman's deodorant even though it's for women. Now that sounds like a fine sentence if you just kind of look at it in like the usual day-to-day -day thing, but when you break that down, the even though part implies some sort of inferiority of male over female, you know what I'm saying? And it's like those breaking down those kind of things and the fact that like just just the the, the, the male protector, you know what I'm saying, and the and the, the, the the female like gatherer, the hunter gatherer dynamic, you know what I'm saying? The idea that I was watching this this uh this discussion, this Black Lives Matter discussion with Angela Davis and she, they were talking about how one of the problems with the whole movement was that every time they look for a leader, they look for a man. They look for that strong even man. Even though women created the movement. Could, exactly. Even though women have been the driving force behind queer women of color. Humanity. For as long as humanity has ever existed and have never gotten the due that I think they deserve you know what I'm saying and that that except for right here on vocal <laughs> you already right here first here vocal, though, <laughs> at right Lollapalooza 2017 Kwaku Collins pH balance for a man but strong enough for a woman <laughs> by men but yeah that's what that's what gray is about to me it's just kind of like the death of the binary you know what I mean like I don't I don't I don't see the problem in like me wanting to wear like a skirt or like painting my nails or the fact that like I don't know. ASAP Rocky could get it. You dig what I'm saying? But at the same time, like, man, you ain't saying nothing that nobody else hasn't already thought of, my man. Exactly. And people just so need to stop being so. It's, it's, it's just beautiful. It's like. So yeah, it's just things like that. You know, it's just being black and white, and I am literally the the like of that metaphor. I am the exception. You know what I mean? understanding that as it applies to other areas of life outside of race is I think that's what that's doing congratulations man suck. <laughs> continued success looking forward to more Kwaku Collins thank you very much for making time for us now of course I fucking love you guys of course, <laughs> uh, of course. Well, we gotta pretend like these people this is the first time they've seen us all together in one room oh word no yeah this is crazy to link up with these guys finally <laughs> no, we, like, never. we don't have his last album autographed in our studio. Yeah, no. Nah. First time we met him, we heard he was a good rapper. I don't even need Google Maps to get there no more. I live in Evanston, so like, he's, he's got like a, he's got his own cubicle at the station. Yeah, Vocal exactly. Radio Chicago, ninety-one point one FM, uh, Lollapalooza, two thousand seventeen with Quaku Collins. Go check out the album, Gray. Yeah. My dogs that want the same for me. All my dogs that want the same for me. Mama think I need to see a priest. Hi.